you for tuning in to the PropTech Revolution with Johan and Simon. Through this podcast series, we will seek to better inform our listeners about the latest and greatest as it relates to IoT in the built environment. If there's a subject you would appreciate us touching upon, please don't hesitate to reach out and we will do our very best to give you our two cents. On today's episode, we'd like to discuss the unforeseen complexities of rolling out an IoT project in the built environment. First part here is the installation stage. And that's where it gets messy. Johan, maybe you can share some of your thoughts on what what you've experienced in the field in with new buildings versus uh, the retrofit market and what, what you've seen in terms of complexities in, in the field. Sure, thank you. So, I mean, it, it sounds simple on face value if you really think about it. You, you have a leak sensor or flood sensor and you go into apartment and you install the sensor and the installation, depending on the design and the complexity of it, might take you five minutes. It's not a big deal, right? Um, but the sort of stuff that you have to account for is really the, the stuff that's not under your control and something you can't plan for. And when I say that is, first you have to understand that it's easy to, to conceptualize the installation of one device. But you go into a high-rise building and you've got 400 uh, apartments. Sometimes they're occupied um, in a retrofit and you have to gain access to all those apartments. So you've got the logistical issue of uh, pre-notifying the tenants, um, getting their approval and then getting access to install these sensors. In a new build, it's luckily a bit easier because you've got access to most of the stuff. But every single little inefficiency that you have in your entire installation process is multiplied and it adds up after the end, at the end of the project because you've got so many repetitions of the same activity going on. So there's, there's quite a lot to consider and the only way to do it is really to break the whole thing up into into stages. And a lot of it comes down to, to planning, whether it's new build or retrofit. You're right. It's, it's totally about pre-planning and setting expectations and making sure that everyone that's involved in the process of, of an install um, is aware of uh, what's about to come and, and is, is there to collaborate. So whether that's the building owner uh, that might have certain expectations of, of delivery and timelines, whether that's the facility manager that can f- help facilitate the opening of units or coordinate with the tenant, commercial tenant or residential tenant to gain access to their, uh, their space, um, then there's you know all sorts of of, um, of of things that arise from once you're you're in that unit you've got unforeseen uh, let's say furniture as to where you want to uh, install the equipment um, and, and and you know you got to make sure that you have all the right tools that the RF signals from the base station or the gateway to the sensor is functioning properly and uh there's there's just tons 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 of work to be to be had here and and, and to think about as you uh start rolling out an iot project in in the field and starting with some something as simple as okay you, you you um you've got the equipment you land on site first of all who signs for the equipment if you ship the equipment on site who signs for that equipment that might that's um that's worth a pretty uh, a pretty penny. Who's 
Who's responsible for that equipment once it lands on site? Is it, is it the, the, the property manager? Is it the property owner? Is it you as the supplier, the vendor? And then where is that equipment going? Are you going to have a location to be able to set up shop if you want, to be able to, to coordinate the deployment of the solution? Or are you going to have to do this from uh, the back of your van or your, your car in the, in the parking lot? So, so there's, there's a lot to be thought of, you know. We can, we can also think of garbages, right? Uh, every deployment comes with uh, a certain amount of, of cardboard and or boxes and bubble wrap or plastic wrappings. Is that something that you can use the, the general disposal at, at, at your, you know, at the, the location? Or is the client opposed to you leaving the garbages on site? And who does the cleaning? If if there isn't any cleaning to be done, is that is that a part of the scope of work as a as a vendor? Is that on the responsibility of, of the property manager, the owner, to, to to handle that? And and then the retrofit is is also very very different than the new build. You know where in the new build, uh, you run run different challenges. If if you're you know uh, if you if you're on site in a new build, then you don't have the constraints of of, of tenants being in the way and, and having to manage the deployment of, of a solution with, with a bunch of, of individuals in, in the space. However, you have to deal with other subcontractors in the building also trying to get their work accomplished. And that can get messy as well. You get on site and, and you're, first of all, the, the PC tells you, okay, you're gonna show up on site uh, call it a, a month before occupancy and uh, you start you start uh, installing and, and next thing you know the project is not as far along as it's supposed to be you don't have access to power as you're supposed to you don't have access to other resources whether that's a plumber that's a mechanical contractor that's an electrician because um, you know there's there's a lot to be coordinated here and then what if what what if you can't complete the install because the project's just not far you know enough along is that is that your responsibility is that outside the scope of 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 the vendor's responsibility and is that is that on the pc to 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 deal with that the change order who's um who's going to be looking after that and exactly. so <laughs> you raise a valid point there um I mean, specifically, but not only from a from a timing point of view with regards to just writing landing at the right time to install the devices, but even if they they far enough along and you can finish your installation, who takes care of the system between you finishing your job or scope of work and the site actually being commissioned? Because I mean, we all know contractors and X, Y, and Z. Um, if the equipment is not theirs and their responsibility, they don't really care. So stuff gets knocked around and, and goes missing and things like that. So there's a, that gray area of overlap between when you commission versus when the site is officially um, occupied. So you need to account for that as well. I mean, there's always going to be a certain amount of losses or, or reinstallations or revisits and things like that. It's a very difficult uh, item to, to quantify. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, um, it's one of those things that you, you can you budget for you quote for, 
but reality never meets expectation and uh, you just gotta deal with it it's just part of, of, of managing a, a IOT project in, in the field and you know this is this is sort of the same for any subtrades in in this, this space right you, you gotta you gotta roll with the punches you gotta deal with the the challenges at hand and then then once you commission the system once you're done the, the installation now and, and you start doing commissioning which is basically making sure that all the IOT devices are, are speaking to the network and from the network to the interface and so on then it's a completely different ballgame because now you run into RF challenges you've run into devices that might have you know problems and then you need to go and replace those devices you run into oh just uh, you know a, a gateway going down or you know um, not communicating to the to the sensors and, and and the devices in the field and or, or just the RF signal being poor due to environmental challenges cement uh, metal you name it it happens and uh, and then how do you account for that? Did you did you account for enough gateways to make sure you had enough coverage throughout the building? If you didn't, who's responsible for it? Is that you as a vendor that was responsible to quote for the right amount of gateways uh, or slash base stations, or was that the client's responsibility? And and that's a change order, and and the client needs to be made aware, and and there's a, an extra cost to that. Definitely. And I mean, it's it's funny you should mention that. We've, we spoke about this before. I mean, you mentioned that you've got an issue with a, a gateway, for instance. If you sort of refer to the legacy systems that we touched on in our very first episode, imagine the shorter range type technology where you've got 50 gateways in the building instead of five. So all of a sudden you've got the complexity of fault finding and dealing with 50 gateways and figuring out which one is giving you the issues where the sort of newer technologies allows you to at least have fewer points of failure, so there's fewer points to, to troubleshoot and i.e. less time on site. So it is definitely getting better as you roll out um, the right technologies. And I think that's oftentimes what a lot of people miss in what is available in a new IoT installations or the implementation thereof. I mean, the you might face the same issues regards to the logistics of the systems but overall they are reduced and you do end up spending less time on site and saving more money because you've picked the right technology <laughs> totally and and you know that's such a hard thing is to to put a a value to right because when you compare product a to product b they all look the same it all feels the same it's all the same stuff and, but it's it's in the the devil's in the details, and uh, it's when you start peeling the onion that you start seeing, okay, well this is going to help me reduce my ongoing costs. This is going to help me maintain a system in a simple manner, rather than the rather complex systems that that were you know the the legacy systems if you want. And so it's it's a uh, it's very exciting and, and interesting world and or um, opportunity that's that's coming 
uh, to us uh, th th in this uh, in the space. And um, I, I got to say, I'm I'm uh, I'm very excited, and I, and I think that there's there's a lot more to be to be done, to be had, to be improved, and there is so much to be said about a proper project plan, a proper pre-planning, risk mitigation when it comes to project deployment and ensuring that the vendor that's installing the system has a checklist, knows what he's doing, knows the kind of problems he can run into in the field, that expectations are set and met and or that there's a plan if, if expectations aren't met and, and what that will look like in the event that there is a problem in the field. And it's so just like everything else, I think the consensus that I, I've come about is make sure you hire the right subject matter experts that can take this vision of yours and apply it in the field and make it a seamless process. Um, so many technologies that get deployed in the field don't work half the time. Problems are, are constantly re, you know, reoccurring. Clients get upset and that's what gives this, you know, gives a lot of the technology a bad rap is, is just the poor execution on the plan. And so with the right team and the right tools to measure success and the right pre-planning and planning and, and deployment, everyone can win from well thought through process of this kind. Technically, I mean, that's, it's, you must also understand that, that a well-planned and a well-executed plan gives you confidence in your ability to roll out of a, pro a project. And indirectly, what that allows you to do is, is, is take or cost in less risk because you know more or less what your outcome is. And therefore, you actually make your whole proposal more cost-effective and more um, competitive because you don't have to try and account for so many risks because you've planned everything out and you've measured your performance against that risk. So it can have a direct impact as to how much you you, you put your proposal in at and i.e. when you more more of these deals. 100%. And most of the most clients that have gone through hell and back with dealing with this kind of uh, of projects in the field appreciate the value of a proper deployment a proper planning this is um, this is meant to to inform our listeners that may not have lived and or worked in 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 this space and and need, need to be informed of what's what could happen and will likely happen if they haven't uh gone through this yet because it never works as advertised it's just the fact it never works as advertised there's always something that's going to come up <laughs> folks this wraps it up for us today thank you all for tuning into the prop deck revolution we'll see you in a couple weeks for another episode with johan and simon if you find our topics interesting and wish to discuss them with us privately please reach us at one eight five five 
PropTech. That's 1-855-P-R-O-P-T-E-K. Thank you.